0: Welcome to the WCBS Small Business Spotlight Podcast. I'm Neil Cruz, the producer, along with my man Joe Connolly. And Joe, this week, it's like a crime scene show, but uh, the cleanup version. (laughs) Yeah, this company,
2: as a large part of their mold remediation business, has developed into a company that cleans up crime scenes. And what is really interesting to me about them, Neil, is that when they make cold calls about business, clients tell them, oh, my, I never thought about having a problem in our business or on our property or in our apartments with crime scenes. They say, we never even thought of a business like yours existing. And they say, come on in. I want to meet you. Tell me what you can do for me as an insurance policy against this.
0: Yeah, and they really make those cold calls and great connections with people and their ideas for you on how you can market your business and how you can get ahead of trends. That's on this week's WCBS Small Business Spotlight podcast with Joe Connolly. These guys are good.
2: Doug, first of all, you founded environmental services company. That's correct. Out of an earlier job. Tell us what led you to found it.
3: Well, the earlier job was more of a restoration background. Typically, water, fire, mold, things you would typically see. Every once in a while, we'd run into something a little bit more dicey, something like a suicide or a homicide, where you kind of need a little bit more of a sense of empathy for your clients, rather than just, you know, a gruff contractor coming in, and we'll take care of it. And, you know, shortly after that, my father passed away. Not from a violent crime or anything, but I realized how much you get thrown into when you have to take over somebody's estate and contacting relatives, funerals, and to throw in actually having to do what we do for a living on top of that is just overwhelming.
2: Which is, what we do for a living now Now is, is
3: what? Is more of a biohazard, more of, people want to call it crime scene cleanup, that's the generic term, but it encompasses things like homicide, suicide, unattended death, decomposition, medical trauma, uh, industrial accidents, a lot of anything with bloodborne pathogens.
2: Are you a former police officer? I am not.
3: No. I am actually a former insurance salesman.
2: So y- did this idea come from going out on insurance claims?
3: It didn't. I eventually became a restoration contractor, and from there ran into a few biohazard claims here and there, and we kind of branched out on our own from there.
2: And then Bill came in as a partner of yours. Correct. And you are responsible for the uh, growth part of the business, Bill?
1: Yes. Um, My job is to really bring in new clients and get uh, our name more widely known throughout the real estate community, which is essentially made up of multifamily residential landlords, commercial landlords, uh, the insurance uh, claims community, and things of that nature. So we can go, because What we do is limited as to how we can market. Um, A lot of our business comes from word of mouth, direct sales, uh, and referrals.
2: Among the landlord and insurance communities, Yes, largely? Yes, yes. But you have to be discreet and quiet and behind the scenes, I'm guessing, which is not the normal job criteria for a marketing
1: person. Exactly. So how
2: do you do that?
1: Um, most people have a need. Uh, we are a contingency-based service. Uh, a lot of people in this day and age, with the way society is going, um, are starting to think more along the lines of contingency programs for emergencies or shootings. You know, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs, but, uh, having a contingency plan in, in place means that we are on their Rolodex, if you will, and we can be called at a moment's notice to go take care of any situation.
2: So do you contact them in advance and say, hey, if you ever need a uh, bad situation cleaned up, call us, or, or how, how do you do this?
1: A lot of this is cold calling. Cold and calling. That's something that has been in you know on my resume for my entire career. What did
2: you do before this?
1: Uh, I've done two things. I started in the commercial real estate field for a major landlord in Westchester County mm-hmm. uh, and then I went into business with my former college roommate uh, as a headhunter uh, owning a temp agency and a specialized uh, search placement agency.
2: So you can sell anything including crime scene
1: cleanups. I think the thing that Doug and I sell most of all uh, is the relationship with our clients, uh, giving them the comfort and the necessary means to take care of emergency situations.
2: This is why your website makes a big point, and I was wondering why, about 24-7 availability.
1: Things happen every day of the year, morning, noon, and night, holidays especially. So... He's doing this.
2: What, what do you do all day, Doug, so to speak? I'm, I'm in the field. I'm
3: getting my hands dirty. I'm actually out there on the jobs. I'm supervising jobs. I'm running crews. I'm setting up appointments, getting things scheduled. So it's pretty much a 24-7 thing for me as well.
2: And do you wear biohazard suits what percent of the time?
3: I would say probably seventy to eighty percent of the time. Really? Yeah, it depends on what we're doing. I mean, we do do some things like mold or fire or water where that's not necessary. But when you're talking about bloodborne pathogens or superbug disinfection, like a MRSA or a C diff or something like that, the safety of our employees is probably the most important thing because we're walking into situations that have communicable diseases. Um, Bloodborne pathogens typically are only viable for maybe forty-eight hours outside the body, but you still don't take any chances. So, yeah, we're in full Tyvek suits, full you know air purifying respirators, the whole deal.
2: What do you do? With the, do you throw those out at the end of the day, or yes, and they're disposed of? Yes, absolutely. What do people ask you about your business? What's the common questions? The you first get? two
3: questions I get um, would be: are, you do that? <laughs> And the second one is, how did you get into this? Right, right. And the third one is usually, what's the worst thing you've ever seen? Um, it's a morbid right. curiosity that comes.
2: And I'm going to ask, you seem to enjoy running this business.
3: I do, very much.
2: Yeah, you have to. Yes. W- what do you enjoy about it?
3: Honestly, yeah. um, the thing you wouldn't think about this is, it's actually very rewarding to do what we do. We get to help people through probably the most difficult time in their life. And I'll give you, for instance, there was We did a suicide not too long ago. And it was pretty severe. So it was a five-man crew. And one of the guys on the crew ended up talking to the father of the decedent. And that was it. He was talking to him the entire time. That was his job for the day, was to actually console this person or just listen to his story or listen to him talk while the rest of us actually did the formal cleanup. So at the end of the day, I get to see this guy hug one of my technicians Mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I really appreciate that you were here. I wouldn't have gotten through this without you. So I sleep better on those nights than I do any other night, believe it or not.
2: You got them through the first several hours.
3: Yeah, some Um, form of getting past what happened.
2: um, What have you learned um, about selling and selling all the different things, uh, Bill, that, that you could pass on to other business owners, whatever business they're in?
1: I think, for me, the most important thing is being respectful of people's time, but also taking a little bit more of an old-school approach. With the advent of email and social media, which are important parts of our business, the voice-to-voice, face-to-face meeting is still the most effective tool in my toolbox. Um, having people understand who I am as a person, what my background is, and my affinity for what I do and the carefulness in which we perform our work goes a much longer way face-to-face than it ever could in email. Um, How do you
2: get, because please tell people whatever advice you can, to get that so desired face-to-face meeting?
1: I think a direct approach, due to people's time time constraints these days, A real belief in what you do can come through very effectively. You need to believe in what you do, and you need to be invested in it emotionally and, you know, intellectually.
2: Do you ask for a face-to-face meeting on the first call, second, or third? The first. First. Absolutely. Do you say you'll bring coffee?
1: Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to get this. Sometimes. People, when they hear about what we do. And you're probably
2: talking to an insurance person or a landlord or a building owner, right? Correct. Okay.
1: Yep. Property management as well. Okay. Um, if they haven't thought uh, about having us as a contingency program and I alert them to that, they are very open-minded. One of the things that I must say, though, is that one of the things that I sell is the transfer of liability from their company to our company. As Doug had mentioned, bloodborne pathogens and things um, that are infectious uh, are not good for the employees of a property management company or a landlord. So we can take over the liability because of our full range of insurance, our full range of education, certifications. We're probably one of the most certified companies in the region.
2: So this gets so interesting. Um, you are calling. About something that some of these prospects think to themselves, "Oh, gee, I never thought of that," and then in your second breath you're saying, and "We'll take liability off your company and put it on ours." Correct. So people are saying, "Stop by this afternoon."
1: <laughs> if I it, w- once I am able to get someone on the phone and I go through my maybe 90-second introduction, they say, "How's next Wednesday?" And I get in the door
2: because you're not only fulfilling a need; you're you're informing them of a need they hadn't thought of, some of them, or one that's in the back of their mind. Correct.
3: Wow. You'd be surprised how many people don't know companies like ours exist. No,
2: even, what even, would even would law, you law look enforcement. Up? Right. I mean, even right. So you make uh, law enforcement must be good clients of yours.
3: They are. Um, you know, we do know law enforcement through doing jobs. I don't think they can refer companies oh. legally. They right. can say, "Look, you know, hey." If you need somebody, we know these guys, they're pretty good. But we do run into them. We do have retired law enforcement that work for us. Obviously, we need people that can handle what we do. But a lot of people don't know that companies like ours exist, even though there are mainstream movies that feature what we do now.
2: Liam, like what, I'm thinking talking to you guys is like talking to characters on a TV show, a crime show.
3: We get approached by reality shows quite a bit. Have you um, done
2: any? No, I just,
3: I can't really see bringing a TV crew into a scene that we walk into. Absolutely. It's just much too graphic and much too intense for surviving family members. Good,
2: so. for, good for you. I know a lot of police officers who feel that same way, um, that commitment to privacy. That's, that's nice.
1: It's the discretion and compassion um, that we think set, set us apart. You
2: know, the weather affects all businesses. And the business owners from ITS were telling me that business has been down this winter in the mold remediation business because it hasn't been cold. So the guys who they know who fix frozen pipes and cleanups after floods have been very slow this winter because it hasn't been cold and pipes haven't burst. There's always a tie to the weather in business.
0: Always, always. And next week, Joe... Uh, We have somebody uh, who is a rock star in Connecticut the local moms network Oh, yeah, and she's gonna be at our WCBS business breakfast in Stanford She talks about how they grew this business on the local level expanded nationally and they have a connection with moms who are seeking entrepreneurial opportunities big hot topic Uh, We're excited to have her next Wednesday.
2: And they're coming back to the workforce after having taken 7 to 10 years off to stay at home with kids, and they've jump-started this business. Real interesting.
4: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.